Okay, guys, so we are going to uh, do a Gemara actually with Hanukkah. But a little bit unusual. It's not one topic. There'll be three different things. There'll be a little Talmudic uh, smorgasbord today. Okay. So some of you may have seen the Gemara when you were uh, preparing for some of you did Hanukkah sugyot, but let's do the Gemara pretty quickly and see which three sugyot come to the fore. Okay, so we're in source one. Okay, here we go. Amrav Chibrashi Amrav Hamadlek Shenir Chanak Shel Chanak Katzerk Leverech. Okay, so when you make when you light, you make a bracha. That is not surprising. Uh, most mitzvot, including mitzvot Rabbanan, you make a bracha. But you eat matzah, you make a bracha. You uh, blow shofar, you make a bracha. Fine. Next, now comes more of a chiddush. So hear me, Amah Haroa Nir Shel Chanak Katzerk Leverech. If you just see it, you make a bracha. And I think we could all realize that's the one that requires more attention. Okay, we don't really have a parallel, right? If you see somebody eating matzah or blowing shofar, you would not make a bracha. So here the idea that the audience would make a bracha is already striking. We'll come back to that. I guess already I'll raise the question, why would Ner Hanukkah have a birkat haroah in a way that other mitzvot would not? Why here would you have a bracha on the person who sees the Ner Hanukkah? Okay, next. Uh, Right, now that we make three brachot, of course, which is Ladlik Ner that's the Birkat Aroah, and Shechianu. Okay, but of course, Shechianu, you only do once, because Shechianu is about something novel's happened. Right, it's hard to have novelty eight nights in a row. So we say, so therefore, that's only the first night. Okay, uh, what do you leave out? Good, good to know for the future, guys. Zman is a rabbinic code word for. Excellent. You might know this from the famous acronym Yak Nahaz. Now we'll see who really is an eligible Jew. Who can tell me when we, before we know what it stands for, when do we do Yak Nahaz? When what happens? What conflates with each other? Whoa, nice sits is there. Thank you. Who, ta- who, who tied them? I tied them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, Moshe, when do we do that's exactly right. When Shabbat goes into Yom Tov, very good, Moshe. Add, you know what? You know that because you have a Kiddush and a Havdalah. Why would you have both Kiddush and Havdalah? You have Kiddush because it's Yom Tov. But when when Shabbos goes to Yom Tov, we do have an act of Havdalah. Okay, excellent. Somebody know that, right? Next time you're on this in the bus, and somebody says, "When do we say Yak Nahaz?" You'll say when Shabbat goes into Yom Tov. And then you go. You'll say, and Yak Nahaz obviously stands for. Well, Yak Nahaz. Yayin Kiddush. Good. And Zion is mine. Why? Okay, let's just review two things, guys. Okay, actually, review all five. Okay, here we go. Why? Okay, get this down. If you get this right, you get 100 on the final. Okay, Max, ready to go? Okay, here we go. Yaknaz, why am I baking a bracha on Yayin? Yeah, because I'm drinking a cup of wine, right? I drink a break of it. Why am I making Kiddush? Well, it's Moses Shabbos, right? Going into Yamtov. I mean, Kiddush for Yamtov. Okay, Nair, which Nair is it? Right, the Nair of Avdallah, right? It's Moses Shabbos, right? You make an Nair. Okay. Why am I making Havdalah? Because Shabbos is coming to an end. And why am I making Zman? 
Because it's the first day of the holiday, right? So Shechianu for the holiday. Okay, so Zman is decoded for Shechianu. Okay, great. Next. Uh, so we stop saying Zman after the first day. Okay, let's skip a little bit. Actually, let's keep up. What's the bracha? Now, it's very interesting because the Gemara asked a question here. In theory, it could have asked it in six different places, but it chooses to ask it here, which is, how could I say, It's not true. God did not command us to light near Hanukkah, right? The Chachamim came up with the Takanah. Now, it is interesting sometimes to think about placement. Like, why did Chazal choose a certain place? So just leave it as food for thought. Is there a reason why Ner Hanukkah was a good time to raise this? Because we could have raised this about uh, Yom Tov Sheni. Right? We could have raised it about other things where we make a bracha on a Dirabanan. We could have raised it about Lulav after the first day. Right? But it chooses to raise it right here. Okay. How can you say it? It is important, Pasuk. Guys, this is the Pasuk quoted to support rabbinic authority. When you have a question, go to the rabbis or the shofate and do not depart from what they tell you. Okay, fine. He's got a different pasuk for rabbinic authority. Ask your father and he'll tell you. Ask the elders and they will give it over to you. Okay, now what might you ask guys about these two pasukim? If you read the Gemara. You have one person quotes Pasuk A, another person quotes Pasuk B. Any thoughts about what might be a good question? Yeah, what's the difference between using one and using the other? And did the person who quote Pasuk B have some critique of the use of... Right, is it just arbitrary we have a second Pasuk, or is there some debate going on here? Okay, so notice already, we have two good questions and have a third. Question one was, why is there Birkat Haroa specifically in Ne'er Hanukkah? Question two is, is there a difference between the two... Um, Sukkim for rabbinic authority. By the way, welcome. You are Eli's father? Yes. Okay, excellent. Where are you from, Rami? Okay, terrific. Oh, wait, you're the suspicious one, right? Not the suspicious one. This. Oh, I got the wrong, that's wrong, Eli. Sorry, forget it. I meant superstitious, not suspicious, but okay. Okay, sorry. Okay, which direction does it go? Okay, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> Elliot. Wait, Elliot, is there a uh, is, is there a Berenstein Bears about superstition or anything like that? I'm sure it Okay. Okay, fine. So let's go to the third topic. Okay. Matav Rab Amram. So Rab Amram has a Meitve. Who remembers what a Meitve question is? Uh, I'm going to challenge you from a higher source. Okay, Hadmai. Now, Demai, for those who know, is produce that I get from the Amharits. And I'm afraid that the Amharits did not tithe it. This is in the land of Israel. So it's called Demai. Demai, you guys have encountered this before? It is a suffix whether it's been tithed or not. Okay, one second, Yoni Salsman. Okay. Uh, what can I do with Demai? Ma'arvin bo mishtatim, I could use it for an eruv. Umavarachalav, I can make like a bracha on it, bracha rishona. Umazam, I can make a zimun on it. Umafrishno to'arum, I could separate it even when I am naked. Ubeina shmashot. Now, here it's interesting what the Gemara derives from that. Well, if I'm separating naked, what am I not doing? Not making a bracha, because naked people don't make bracha. So what's the challenge? You just told me you do make bracha under Rabbanon, such as near Hanukkah, but clearly, Demai, you don't make a bracha. How do you know? Because I separate Demai even when you're naked. 
Okay, so it says more two answers. Let's get the two answers down. Amar Abaye, Vadai did Devraim by Bracha, Suffolk Devraim low by Bracha. Okay, guys, we have to get the difference in Abaye and Rav. This is going to be important. What's Abaye's answer? Why is Ner Hanukkah different than Demai? Because it's. Uh... Ner is not a Suffolk. We knew there was a Hanukkah episode and we made a Takana to celebrate it. So it's Vadai. So we make Bracha when things are certain. Why are we separating tithes in the case of Demai? Because we're uncertain, but a suffix does not justify a bracha. Okay, then the has a question. Wait, Wait, but all of us in Chutzlaretz, when we sit down for the second Seder on the second night, what status does that have? It's because of a suffix, and yet we're making a bracha. We're making a bracha on the matzah, etc. Why are we doing that? So the Gemara says, Hatam, the Gemara has actually very good foresight here. Who knows what that answer is? It's so that? Gemara knew very well people were not going to take Yom Shani so seriously. Even today, people complain about Yom Shani. So it said, if you don't make bracha, what message are you communicating? It's not serious. It's not serious, right? Right, you want to be serious? Yeah, you want to be a serious yantav? You have to say maybe make brachot. Okay, so there you go. Okay, not bad, not bad. Where's uh, where's this competition? Hey, where are you? Oh my god. Okay. See, so guys, if you if you're gonna imitate me, you gotta to come to Shirkoli. Okay. So in any case, see what What do you think? He's alive, right? Was he good? Yeah, I'm excited for the Okay, good. Okay, so uh, in any case, uh, what's the So let's get a buy down. According to buy, how does it work? If it's Vadai, Hanukkah, make a bracha. If it's Suffolk, Demai, don't make a bracha. Why do you make a bracha on Yom Tov Shani even though it's Suffolk? Because otherwise, no one would take Yom Tov Shani seriously. It was like a special ad hoc ruling. Next. Rava Mar Rov Ameharitz Masrinhin. What does Rava say? We're afraid the Amarites didn't tithe, but most of them do, like I say, 79% tithe. Now, Rashi is an interesting formulation. Look at Rashi, the last line. Vitamai, afilu suffik lohave. What does he claim? It's even less than a suffik. Ela chumra ba'alma. So that's interesting. It's like a third category. I could do something vada, I'm sure I have to do it. I do something suffik, it's 50 50. I could do something really, really, I don't even have a suffik, really like. 80-20 is good enough to assume it's okay, but it's an extra chumrah. So what's the claim? Now notice, Abai and Rav end up different. Let's just clarify this, and we'll get to all three topics. According to Abaya, what do I do in a standard suffix? I don't make a bracha. Remember what Benji just said? The one except was Yom Tov Shani because of Zilzal. According to Rava, seemingly, what do I do in a standard suffix? I do make a bracha. I mean, the exception is Demai now, not Yom Tov Shani. Why is Demai an exception? It's not really a suffix, it's really just a chumrah. So I can make a bracha on a suffix, I would not make a bracha on a chumrah. Okay, have we got the three topics down? So we've got Birkat Haroa, we've got rabbinic authority, and we've got do we make brachot on a suffix, which seems to be a baya and rava debate. Any questions on any of the three topics? We're all good? Okay, yes? Would there be a difference in, uh, if it's totally derived in the though? Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, it's an excellent question, Elon. But realize there's two questions. One is, is the mitzvah direct to Rabbanan? And then what about the bracha? Because the bracha tends to be Rabbanan by definition. The mitzvah might be the right time. 
Right, but your question is still a good question, but I, right? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, very good. Yes, Elias. So Seven was saying that in light of the menorah, one reason is to affirm our faith in the rabbinic laws because no one really actually saw the menorah in the temple. Okay. Except for the Kohen So that's lighting, we're saying we have so much faith in the rabbis for students. Okay. And we believe it. So what do you mean? Isn't that like the whole reason, right? Because uh, we have doubt we're still doing it. That's one interpretation. I wouldn't say that that's a definitive uh, way to think about it. Is that okay? It's not obvious that we're really celebrating the miracle of the candles either, right? Couldn't it be possible that we're celebrating the military victory? Well, the candles are signifying it for us. Right, but I'm saying, but, it, but I'm just trying to say, like, the belief in the miracle might not really be crucial to the heart. Okay? Where, where do we focus on the military victory more than the miracle? Yeah, and I'll need some. Moshe, on the, on the roll here. You got the, you, got, you know, your halacha, you got your liturgy. It's good, good at a Sephardi move, halacha and liturgy. Okay. Okay, everyone good? How's your perusal of the Yalkut Yosef? Why did you get to keep it of aim in Yalkut Yosef? I, I was, I have a problem. I'm very ADHD with the Yalkut Yosef books. Okay. I'm like, ooh, look at this one. So then I open it, I'll read like 10 halakot and then see another one. Okay, that's good. Are you not ADHD outside of Yalkut Yosef? Less. Less, really? It brings out your, uh, okay. Wow, fascinating. They should do a study of you. Uh, I've been doing it too long. Yeah, time, like, like recently. And meaning the last 12 hours. <laughs> 12 hours is pretty good consistency. Yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. Yoni, I'm sorry. Uh, about you. When you say, say low touch sword, that's like really commanding to listen to the rabbis. So it's not like a commandment to like the light of the kind of Well, what happens when the rabbis tell you to like the kind of yeah, but like I'm just saying, like in the bracha, we say, I share with you, that you commanded us for us to, like, the Ah, so Yoni Sloan, you want to hear the greatest you shall me ever? Yes. Okay. Guys, listen to this. It is the greatest you shall me ever. Okay, we make, as we said, we make brachot on all kinds of mitzvot to Rabbanan. Correct? For example, as we said, taking the Arba Minam and Sukkot after the first day is the Rabbanan. Okay? But yet we make the bracha. What's the bracha we make? The same bracha about Natilat. Who love? Guess what one opinion in Yushalmi says the bracha should be? Bracha Hashem. Leo, you ready? You listening? It's going to knock your socks off. Ready? Okay. Jonah Zio, are you wearing socks? I am actually. Okay, good. Okay, so here we go. So I was about to, I couldn't tell if it was going to knock your socks off or not. According, according to one day in Yushalmi, oh, that was very good. According to one day in Yushalmi, it says, Asher Kitshanu, Mitzavit Sivanu, Lishmoa Divrez Kenim. Now, isn't that a great Yushalmi? Because according to Yushalmi, what mitzvah am I fulfilling? I'm not really fulfilling the mitzvah of Nitzilat Lulav on day two. I'm actually fulfilling the mitzvah of listening to the sages. Isn't that interesting? So according to Yushalmi and Sukkah, according to one day, uh, that's what I should be emphasizing. Right? So we don't possibly, Yoni, but that's essentially your point, right? Look, the, it comes up. I'm only aware of it coming up regarding the Tila Lulav after day one. It's somewhere like in the fourth parak of Yushalmi Sukkah. But in theory, I can't see why they wouldn't say it for us to come with some Svaro or not. For every Durabhanan. Okay, so guys, we're going to see that later today also. Sometimes in life, that's the advantage of Gemara over Halacha, actually. Because sometimes in life, the more intriguing Shita is the one that we don't follow. Okay, what, what, what? who says we're always going to pass like the most intriguing Shita? So our position, of course, is not to make that bracha. We make a bracha on Lulav. But I think there's a more intriguing one, which is, no, the bracha is actually about listening to the chachamim. So we're going to see that later. We're going to see a great svasemis that's not the halacha.
Okay, we're good? Okay, guys. Yeah, Mo Moses. Can we also uh, make breath blood and something again? Uh, what's your example? I, uh, I don't have an <laughs> Okay, I have an example, actually. But guess what? But you of all people should not have said that. Because it's an Ashkenazi thing to do, not a Sephardi thing to do. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Guys, you don't, you don't, you don't have to, ooh, it's just a... For example... I read it in the footnote. Oh, really? Like, okay. Wow, I'm very proud of you for reading the footnotes. You're a serious guy, Moses. Okay, do, do you read... That's more like the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you read every footnote? Uh, most footnotes I try and then like... I what if they're really large? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't scare you? I read about a page of footnotes and once I get the gist, like... Okay, very good. All right, guys. Who could tell me something we said this week that was just a minute? It was something we said in Davening this week, in Shafras. Actually, no, it's not fair because... No, because the uh, overlap, right? The overlap in Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh ruins it. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct, although Hanukkah ruined my point. Halal on Rosh Chodesh is just a minute. Not Halal on Hanukkah. Halal on Hanukkah is a concrete mitzvah de Rabbanan. But Halal on Rosh Chodesh is a minhag. Okay, now, if I ask all the Ashkenazim in the room, how does Halal on Rosh Chodesh start? What would they say? With a bracha. But Moses, what happens in the Syrian community? No bracha. What? No, no bracha on Rosh Chodesh. No? Joan Uziel? Ronnie? Okay, I believe many many Sephardim do not say a bracha on Rosh Chodesh Halal. Uh, could be, it could be, right? So in any case, what's going on here? So in some ways, it's exactly Josiah. What do you? What's your practice? No bracha. Okay, so isn't that exactly the question that was asked? What are the What are the Sephardim saying here? How can you make a bracha? It's only a minot. No, it's even lower. It's not even a formal drabanan. It's a minhag, and you can't make a bracha minhag. But again, Ashkenazim do, so it is a little tricky. You'd have to work out those examples of what the debate is. Okay, but for the most part, we don't make bracha minhagim, right? Wearing a kippah is a pretty central minhag, right? We do not make a bracha, we put our kippah on, right? Most minhagim, we do not make brachot on, correct? Okay, Good. yeah. Okay, that's a great question, but I'm going to ignore it for now. Yeah. very, like, Zionistically-minded Spartans say a bracha on halal on Yom No, because they could argue that it's not a minog. It's, it's, we really should. Why, why is it, but how is that not a Okay. If it's like I, I don't get the Yom It's going to get us too distracted by Zionism. And then, who knows, they'll discuss tcheles and girlfriends, and Yochasid will be, it'll all be over. Okay, so, so we're, not, we're, not go, we're not going there. Uh, what? Even chatzer. Okay, by the way, I just want to point out, though, I, I'm not going to say who I'm picking on here, okay? It's just between me and him. But there is an alternate version of girlfriends, okay? Which is, obviously, if you have a steady girlfriend, that's a distraction. But there could be someone who doesn't have a steady girlfriend, but nevertheless, every day, they're in the Rover Square talking to four different girls. Okay, so that is also a distraction, okay? Even if you don't have a steady girlfriend. I just want to get that on the table. You do not have to have a steady girlfriend for it to be a distraction. Okay? I'm not saying who, I'm, not saying who I'm talking about, but he knows. Okay. <laughs> What? I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never done a study of that. Yeah. Why do we say, like, if we are going to say that this is basically how some people hold that you don't need a, like, same with the firm, you don't need to, like, light the money. Yeah. Like, not everyone needs to light Oh, we get there in a minute. We get there in a minute. Okay, here we go, guys. Now things get exciting. Does anyone have a theory? Let's go back to question one. Why only Hanukkah has a Birka Hanro M? What is it about Hanukkah that's different than Matzah and Shofar? Benji. 
Excellent. So the simplest answer is there's a very strong Persumenisa theme in Hanukkah. So if you're publicizing the miracle, you have an audience, and the audience is responding. If I have some other mitzvah, like shofar, is not about Persumenisa, so there'd be less a sense that the audience responds. Excellent. So everybody go to Tosvos in Sukkah. Tosvos in Sukkah says Benji's point. Source 5. Benji, did you, did you know the Sosa? Okay, great. Haro and Yashokan Katsak Lorei, Bishar Mitzvah Kugonalulu Besuka, Lo Takilu Barak Loroet. So Tosis makes our point. No one says, you see a Lulav, you should make a Bracha. Elagav and Yachanaka Mishom, Chavivod Hanes. Now he doesn't use exactly Benji's term, but I think it's the same point. What does Chavivod Hanes mean? What's to be Chaviv? Beloved. Good. Okay. Eightfold. Excellent. Okay. Chavivi, my beloved. Okay, so uh, because of the miracle, which I, let's assume that's the presumed point, but now he has a practical point. The Gamishim Shish Adam Batim, the Adam Now that is interesting because it shows you a certain mindset of the rabbis. What's the second reason? We want everyone to be connected, included, and who's going to be left out? What if people don't have a house? They live, I don't know, they live on the streets, they sleep in the park. So apparently you have to have a house to do near Hanukkah, and therefore they're going to be left out. So what do we say? No, they're not left out because they can make Gerkadero Eh. But look at what Tosfut says. Vitam Risho Nicha. What does Tosfut think about his two reasons? Uh, the first reason is better. The What's his claim? If we're just trying to fill in for people who don't have a house, then what? We should have done it also. Mezuzah would be the same thing. The guy sleeping in the park can't fulfill mezuzah. So let's make a birkat aruah. So it says no, so therefore my first answer is better. Because what, what could my first answer explain? We didn't apply this to mezuzah because there's no personal visa. Is this just something like that, guys? So Tosa has two theories why there's a birkat aruah in your Hanukkah. Theory one is because emphasizing mace, as Benji said. Theory two, to account for people without a house. And Tosa thought that the first answer is better. Yogi Krantz. Oh, that was extremely clever what you just said. That was extremely lumdish. You're basically arguing that there's a difference. Guys put Yoni's words in different terms, but really lumdish. Different scene why lack of a house makes a difference. In mezuzah, lack of a house means that the whole mitzvah is not, I'm not subject to the universe of mitzvah. Right? Yeah. In Hanukkah, it's more like a technicality. I am subject, but I can't fulfill it lacking abs. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That was good. Excellent. You know, you put that in your parish on Sukkah. Sorry, put in your parish on Chulin, but you'll have to find some tie into Sukkah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, I, I actually do not recall any Sukkah connection in the first three Dapim of Chulin. Okay, Yoni? Sukkah to Chulin. The Chulin to Sukkah? What's the chulin to sukkah? What, what? No, I'm saying one of the lines is a kol tayv yisukah. I use the whole bit. A kol is like. That's in the erchin, not in chulin. No? It's in chulin. Oh really? Yes. All right, forget it. Oh, you got it. Oh, all right, Yoni's good to go. Okay, we all know he's going to save his parish there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Yoni was hitting on this, but isn't like a sukkah? Doesn't that just prove both? Because there was a miracle in the sukkah, and then also people have a house and can't, can't afford a sukkah. So I'm like, okay, except for one thing, guys. Elias has a very good question, but this requires further thought. Not every time something miraculous happened do we talk about the value of. Pursuing Okay, for example, as far as I know, I'd love to be proven otherwise. 
I don't think there's any source in the world of sukkah and ulav that says we are trying to be engaged in person with Yisrael. You can ask the question, Elijah, is why not? But I don't think that's a theme in Sukkot. Okay, I think that's a major theme in Hanukkah, not a major theme in Sukkot. Okay, but Elias, you can work on that. Why is that not a theme in Sukkot? So what, what would you say, by the way, if we say that the, the Sukkot were not Banani Kavod, but Sukkot, you know about that debate? Sukkot Mamash. Couldn't you say, it was all radicalized, couldn't you say there is no nace in Sukkot? I don't know. It's too much, too much fear? It's too much information. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just check with Barbara, see if she agrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about, Aren't there other mitzvahs that are? Ah, that's interesting. Okay, so that is a reasonable question. Even though I, I got out of sukkah by saying that Parsumanis is not a theme in Sukkot, uh, Zechariah is correct that we do have Parsumanis as a phrase in other things. For example, like the Mikra Megillah and Purim, we say it's an act of Parsumanis. So you want to know why? That's a good question. Why wouldn't there be a parallel over there? That is not a great answer for Okay. Okay, but now let's see what. Yeah, Joseph. Um, just also about for is there like a is Shmuel come up with personal based shleiva? Like would you? Could you say I don't like, think so. I don't think that term is ever used. What makes you think that that should be about personal? No, I mean, like, could, could make the argument. I don't know, like, like the personal like shmuel based shleiva is about like including it. Maybe it could be about the biggest thing about including everyone. So you could maybe say like, nah. I'm okay. I'm All right. Yeah, Ronnie. I feel like that's not a. A valid comparison for some Mickey Eli, and you like you're hearing, you can't see. Something. Ah, okay. Then what would be the audience preference? You have a Mitzvah of hearing. Right. Although it's interesting, because the hearing could have been the Takhan of Rakhan right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but chauffeur also doesn't have a person we need to and therefore, it's okay if just one person makes the bracha. Why is that considered a pursuit? What's the nace that we're going to be pursuing? Yes. To be pursuing, you have two criteria you need. Okay. Excellent. So let's go to the Svadimet. And don't forget, guys, who wrote the Svadimet on Shas? What Hasidus was he? Gare. Gare Rebbe. And once again this year, guys, I kept my boycott going. I did not go to the Utah Kislev sale. Okay, they're, they are really struggling. One day they'll give in and start selling this last time it's on jobs. Okay, here we go. Now look what he says in the first piece in Source 7. Okay. Oh, this is the second week in a row the Source 7 is appearing in Chicago, right? For Afhain, we had a good Source 7. That's right. Who is this guy? He's a great Kiddush. He's good at recording. He needs granted. One person lights for the whole house. It's so logical, we don't do this. What's his claim? What should Nerechanaka be? The head of the household lights and makes the bracha of Lahadlik, and then what happens? Everybody says, Shasanisim. Right? Does it make a lot of sense? Right? If we say, if I just see it, I make Shasanisim. So if I'm at a lighting, which happens to be my dad, why shouldn't I also make Shasanisim? See, he claims that there's a split here. Bracha one is only made by the person lighting. Bracha two and three could be made by, or certainly bracha two could be made by everybody. Okay. Ach, look what he says. He's an honest man. Ach, kol harishonim lo What's the one problem I've shot? Yeah, nobody else understood it that way. Like, I look at the Tosvos, the Ritva, the Rashba, they're all, no one's on my team. But no, notice, he has another, first of all, I think it's just logical that everyone make a bracha. But look what he says, it would solve the problem. 
Guys, what would happen to Tosu's question if you hold like the Svazemes? He has a great point. Guys, why in Lulav did we not have to make a bracha haroa, as it were? Because we want everyone to be involved. But what's going to happen in Lulav? Everybody's going to make the bracha, right? There's no sense that the head of the household is going to do it for everybody. So since everybody's going to make the bracha, we're in great shape. So we don't feel a need to do anything to include the audience. But, says the Svadimet, but Hanukkah's not that way. Hanukkah, in theory, only one person's making the bracha. Right, especially if you go with the Sephardi Minak. So only one person make the bracha, everybody else is left out of it. No, let's have them make the brick and aroa and be involved. So one thing I like a lot about this Sephardi even though we don't possibly, as I said, guys, sometimes the most intriguing shita is not how we baskin, is that it really conveys the idea that Judaism is not a spectator sport. It's not there that, oh, I watch somebody else doing the mitzvot. And notice, I think we've had two sources that indicate that. Because again, what did Tosvot say, guys? Why, I, if those who like inclusivity, okay, you could quote this, ah, you could do this on your college campus next year. Our Judaism is in favor of inclusivity. Okay, granted, it's not the right minority groups, but we'll, we'll deal with that anyway. Actually, no, poor people works, poor people works. Okay, so where, where do you see inclusivity in Tosvot? Even if you don't have a Even if you don't have a house, we want to be included, therefore we made Birkat Aroat. Where do we see inclusivity in this environment? Well, if you're watching and ask Balabayit, you're kind of adamant, how do we include you? You make the Birkat Haroet. Caleb. Yeah, um, this might be a little out there, but kind of based on the idea in the Spas Emmas here, that there's a split between two brothers, mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense for us to say Shasanism uh, on anything that we're doing that would be like uh, pursuing Isa over Hanukkah, like and even just like eating a donut or you know, saying hala, like remember the miracle? Look, I hear what you're saying, Caleb, but I think halakha likes to be more <laughs> concretely defined. And I think the ritual act of Hanukkah is. Right, eating donuts is a great minog, but guess what? If you didn't eat a donut this entire Hanukkah, Caleb, you fulfilled every mitzvah there is. How many? How many donuts did you have? Not enough. Only like not enough. That's a good answer, actually. Okay. You're, wait, you still have a? You still have a lot of time? No, you got, you got like a day and a half to eat more donuts. What? Okay. Yep, is, uh, is there any like good website about Sukhania? No? Nothing that's fun to read? Okay. Are you telling me the world is more interested in whiskey than in uh, Sufkaniyot? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah, Maybe you just haven't looked uh, seriously enough. I'm gonna, I'll take a look through later. Okay. Do the Shanov guys know about your... Uh... Uh, yes. Some of them, I think. I don't know. Okay. Wait. Maybe that's your Tafkin life. You should open up uh, sufkaniyotfun.com. <laughs> There may not be a website, but there's a 450-page safer on it. I know who does this, guys, but somebody on Facebook made a picture. You know, like, there's this classic picture of, like, Haredim looking with a magnifying glass at a drogan to see yes. if they're kosher or not? Yes. So do you see this one with the Sukhaniot? <laughs> it's very cute, actually. Whoever did that it deserves a lot of credit. Okay. That could be, like, the website's uh, homepage. Yeah, you go there. You go to sukhaniotfund.com. You see Haredim looking with the website. Is it the right amount of jelly? It's very exciting. Okay, anybody else on, before we finish topic one? Okay, so let's do a brief review. Why is there only a Birkat Haroa in Hanukkah? Tosa's first answer, presuming ace, we do have Zechariah's good question. Tosa's second answer, for people who don't have a house. Sfas Emes' answer, 
He thinks, actually, it's the audience making the bracha. We want to include the audience, and that's why we do it. Okay, one more point about this, guys, and we'll go back to the Ritva on page one. Okay, the Ritva is a very good point here, which, again, we have a minog, which is not obviously correct. You guys see what says my Mavar, the second paragraph? What's our practice, guys? We make all three before we light. Why? Guys, that's a phrase that we should get down. What is the rabbinic phrase of over Lasyatan today? That drachot on mitzvot are meant to be made before the action. Very famous idea. Make the brachot action. Which practice of ours on Sukkot does this explain? The brachot are meant to be over Lasyatan. Does anybody besides Benji go no? Benji. Yes, why do we flip the etrog? Because the second we pick up the arba medium, we're ready yotze. But that means it's really too late to make the bracha. By turning it over, we're not yotze yet. Then we make the bracha, and then we flip it over, and it is need over la siyata. Okay, so what's the else? What's the claim here, guys? Why do we make all three before? Because the standard rule of over la siyata. Who can tell me why you might quibble with this, though? Even though that's our practice. What could one say? Good word, quibble, right? You like that word? Okay. Yeah. Uh, specifically for Hanukkah, Ah, excellent. Could you say on Hanukkah it makes more sense that we should split the first bracha, which is a classic Birkat Mitzvah, Asher Kitsharu Mustav Sivan Lavi Hashel Hanukkah, that we should make before. But Shasadisim, as Benji says, is a bracha more about seeing the light. So even when we're remaining. We're not just an audience. We're there lighting ourselves, but maybe we should wait to see it. Look what he says. Exactly what he said, Benji, but even though that's true, that is not practice. So guys, we see three times today, unusual share, where the more intriguing she does, not what we do. Okay, the more intriguing shita would be make a bracha We don't do that. The more intriguing shita would be the svas emes that who makes shasanisim everybody who's watching, which we don't do. Thirdly, I think the more logical shita is the ritva that only the first bracha precedes the lighting, but the latter two do not. But again, that is not the standard practice. Okay, we go with that. Okay, terrific. Let's go to the suffix verse vada. Jack, you okay there? Looking a little tired. What are you so tired about? I'm not. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let us go to... Oh, Sam, you said you don't live in Sandy Springs, right? Oh, actually, Coles. Is Barbara Coles here? Okay. I have a question for you about Chabad. Okay? So, in, I was in Sandy Springs, Atlanta, for Shabbos. And the only game in town is Chabad. So, Sunday morning, I down to the local Chabad. Okay, so everything was normal till about Uval Tzion. Okay, then all of a sudden, they say like nine extra things at the end of the evening. What, what are they saying there? Yeah, a bunch of other paragraphs also. So I want to make two points. So one guy who was next to me said, you know, after Valencia and Chabad Minion is like the last two minutes of the NBA Finals. So that was a very good analogy. Okay. But the other thing is, if you're not used to it, you have no idea when they're saying the so every time they start something, is this it? I'm not sure. And eventually you just arbitrarily say Alino at some point, because you're just not sure when. You never find out when it is. Yeah. So I do the same thing. No, but I see them spit on the floor. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Caleb, you're a Chabad guy. 
extra Yeah, they also say a, a lot. There's a lot of Kaddish going on there. Okay. So I, I told you a Chabad Seder to see what all those things are. Yeah. Okay, there are a couple of exceptions. I wasn't going to do the, I think I, I didn't do the tension of all the exceptions once. I'll do it for 30 seconds. We normally make a bracha before the mitzvah. I'm going to mention three possible exceptions right now, and we'll discuss why. Okay, on, in Shabbos candles, at least Ashkenazi women and some Sephardi women will first light and then make the bracha. Okay, what's the rationale there? What are we afraid of? We're afraid that making the bracha is an act of Kabbalah Shabbat. And if you made the bracha first, you would no longer be allowed to light. So there it's an exception. Okay? Is that what you meant? Yeah. Okay, washing hands before bread. What do you notice once again? We first wash and then make the bracha. There, there might be more than one justification. Someone give me a justification? Well, I would say the ikr, but some of the mitzvah is the drying. And the argument is, as long as I make the bracha before drying, right, that is still considered over. Let's see how Okay, now I can't resist a little language tangent. Okay, what is the halachic term for the drying? Does anyone know the halachic term for the drying? Oh, who said that? Uh, no, you're, you're ineligible. Okay, you have such long pace, you're ineligible. Okay, the answer is nigov. Why is nigov the word for the drying? Like the negev? Right? And how do you say a towel in Mom Nibiru? Magevet. Why is it a Magevet? Because it's the drying implement. It's the same word. You might say what happened to the nun. Remember, guys, nuns are really awkward, especially the beginning of words. They get dropped so easily. Who wants to say a Mangevet? Right? So we punt the nun. Is that correct? And we say Magevet. Okay, we got that? And that's why the negative is the negative. It is not, like, guys, language is not arbitrary. Okay? It is for a reason. Moises, do you know the word? Nigov? Yeah. From the uh, Chacham Yeah. Excellent. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> they're all Marans. They're all Marans? Israel, I don't know how it works. What about Israel Pinto from Damascus in the 1600s? Was he Maran? Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get to the Safik Vada and wrap it up here. What? You gotta show your turn. Usually you go to that at the end of the time. Oh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. <laughs> I'm not the kid getting ready to sheep now because he knows all my tangents. Okay. Here we go. Okay, let's go to the Ron. The Ron makes a good point, guys. Ready so you only made a very lumdish point. We're gonna see one more very lumdish point. Okay, if you guys like analytical things, you'll love this. Now remember, guys, what did Rava say as Benji Considero? Rava seemed to say normally in a subject you will make a bracha. Right, what was the argument? The only reason you don't is demai is because demai does not even constitute. Ever remember that? A suffix. Okay, here we go. Josh, this one's looking into it today. Excellent. I, I was thinking about making a comment with him. Okay, Yim Domar. Lomali Rav Lamei Tam Domar. Vichiletle the Sub Givim Lobai Bukai. Wait, don't we have a rule, guys? You probably will hold this rule. Suffix Brachot. Lakil. And, for that matter, Suffix Dirabanan. Lakil. So why does he need to say Demai is not a suffix? Even Demai is a suffix, we shouldn't make a Brachot. I love what he said now. Well, but head you mean how to peg me? But here it's Ramban guys. Very long this Ramban comes up. Enakinami, which is probably really inakinami. Guys, if I say to you something and you say to me inakinami, what are you saying? Yes. Right. You're right. I can see the point. It's almost like I can see the point, but that's why it's probably not enakinami. But so even though guys here you have a clash. Do you want to sound yeshivish or do you want to say the correct term? 
most yeshivish people say enochinami. Okay, but if you want to be correct, you'd have to go with enochinami. Elias, we're going to go with this one. Yeshivish are correct. Okay, okay, fine, we got it. Okay, so Ella, Ronnie, we're going to go Okay. Sphere le rubba. The kibben the rabban and tikkun demai. Once they made a takana demai, have a levadai the devrei below sefik. This is a very sharp point, guys. Let's say the chum see that they're not sure about something and they make a formal takana. We should do it. Couldn't you argue what happens at that point? You ever see what happens logically or abstractly? What once was a sefik is now a vadai. Right. Let's let's go. To, I'll use Yom Tov Sheni as an example. You guys will appreciate when Yom Tov Sheni. We're not sure what day Yom Tov is. What did the rabbi say? We're creating an institute called Yom Tov Sheni. Now, when I celebrate Yom Tov Sheni, arguably, I'm not doing it because of the suffix anymore. Why am I doing it? Because the rabbi said so. They made a formal day of celebration. So, in a certain sense, a, any formal takana could convert a suffix into a vada. Everyone see that? So he, Ramban wants to claim that in Dmai, Dmai, in theory, wouldn't be a subject anymore, right? It really would be a Vadai in theory, because we made a formal Takana too. But what if I say, the rabbis have two models. You now we get to, some of you like this and won't like this, but a very sharp Lundish distinction. One model is, they don't make a formal Takana. They just say, it's almost like they just give you the bottom line ruling. Since it's a subject, you think, you should do it. But that's not the same as making a formalized takana. So it could be that the rabbis now have two hats they wear. When they tell you to do something in the they could still maintain it as a suffix. We're not making any formal takana. We're just telling you, since there's a doubt, you really should do it. Or they're making a formal takana at that point. They are saying that you absolutely have to do it. It is no longer in the realm of suffix. Now, this is a powerful idea that the Svas Emes wants to use. And again, this is not what the Gemara says. I know the Svazemis just specializes in what the Gemara doesn't say. When the Gemara had a question, why is Yom Tov different than Demai, right? Because in Yom Tov we make a bracha, and in Demai we don't. Now we all have models. We all have categories that could deal with it. What does the Svazemis say? I'll tell you why. Because what the rabbis do in Yom Tov, guys, think about it. Based on this thing we just said, what's the Svazemis going to say? Which model did they do in Yom Tov? Let's go, somebody get it. What would make you make a bracha for sure? They made a formal takana, therefore it's no longer a suffix. That's what they did in Yom Tov Sheni. What if I say that in Demai, they did the other model. What they do in Demai, they didn't make a formal takana. They just said, seeing as how you're not sure what the Amarts did, we think you should talk. But that would still be a suffix. So says, that would be a great answer why... It was not what the Gemara says. Why Yom Tov Sheni... Actually, there is one way to read the Gemara that way, but it's not the simple reading. Okay, why in Yom Tov Sheni you make a bracha in the Now, here's a great proof, guys. This is a really good proof. Okay, look at the third line of the second paragraph. Okay, so put one proof, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay, guys, normally, Masarishon would go to the lady. When I separate times, I give it to Levi. When I separate my, I don't give it to Levi. Why not? Okay, guys, if you get this abbreviation, you get the last piece of cake. Mishom Oh my God, how do you get that? 
Okay, that doesn't explain how you got it. Okay, okay. Abe Cole, I don't know if you want it, but you can have the last piece of cake. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. He took the piece and he ran. Oh, my God. You got to take the last piece. You just ate the end of your Okay, that's it. Okay, you know, his personality is really developing here. Now I can I go up to Berenstein Bears, like taking the cake and running out of sheer quality. That sounds like a Berenstein Bears episode, right? The Berenstein Bears had too much sheer quality. Okay. So in any case, look at the third line. That is a great proof. Why don't you have to give your demai to the lady? Okay, what does it mean, amotzi mechrol of raya? Think about masarishon in purely monetary terms. The lady claims there's a debt to him. What do I claim to get out of it? I'm not so sure, because there's only a suffix if I'm five to tithe. Because maybe the amarts already did tithe. And therefore, what do we say to the lady? Since it's a suffix, who should win? What's the rule in Allah, guys? <laughs> Whoever's holding the money. Well, I'm currently holding the produce. The lady's trying to get it. So what do I say to the lady? Hey, the burden of proof is on you. But what does the Sassanis quickly point out? What does that show about the nature of the Chiyavir? That clearly shows it's a suffix. If I was Vadai Chayav, how could I say, Hamutzi Mechibro? Does everyone understand? This is the most subtle point of the day. Okay, again, in a, we're not sure whose money it is. Then I could say, whoever's holding it wins. That's Hamutzi Mechibro. If it's obvious, if I made a formal Takara that I have to tie the Dubai, so it doesn't matter that it originated in the suffix. Once I made that takana, it is a badai that I have to give it, and then the lady should win. So says the Svasemis, the mere fact that we use the phrase indicates that Dmai is still a suffix as opposed to Yom Tavshani that turns into a badai. Guys, if you didn't get that, life will go on, but you could ask eight colder lunch will explain it. Yeah. But wasn't Dmai like a formal decree that was instituted? Well, okay, that's a good question. How do you mean? What, 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 why in the world do you know that? Because I oh, uh, 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 and Eitan Rosenblatt, how's your Demai learning? It's been good, very tight. Okay, guys, I'm sorry to say it, but luckily in Vancouver Public School, there is a senior elective in the Sechet Demai, so therefore. That is why Ellis knows that. So exciting. Poor, Ma- poor Max was stuck in the Jewish school and therefore they did not study his mind. <laughs> All right, anybody that close and comment your question here? Okay, so just uh, a, I'm not going to do a long review for one minute, but a very quick review of the essential ideas today. One interesting question was why there's a Birkut Aroa in Hanukkah specifically? We saw Tosvos and the Svatemis. Another interesting idea was. Uh, this question of Vadai versus Safek, and we saw the idea that Chacham have two models. One model where they retain the Safek, one model they make it Vadai. The Sfat Emmet wanted to use that also, okay, to say that that's the difference between um, Yom Tov Sheni and Dumai. He had an interesting proof from the fact that you don't have to pay the Levi. That shows it's still a Safek. Though Ellis had an interesting question, doesn't it seem like it's a formal Takana for those who learn Masechet Dumai? All right, guys, everybody have a Chronicle Samaritan and Shabbat Shalom. Ashrei Yosef.